0: Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found, and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for, that's what I hope for, and that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. This is a sad story about a little two-and-a-half-year-old girl named Diane Prevost who was abducted September 17, 1966. So on that date at Grundy Provincial Park campsite, that's where the Prevost family was camping with the four little children and their grandparents. Something happened that day that we still don't know. The family believes that little Diane was abducted. To this day, they still have not found her. Diane's father passed away, not knowing what happened to his daughter. And in this episode, you will hear Diane Prevost's two sisters speak up and explain the painful journey they've been on. And they were there that day that little Diane went missing. And you'll also hear Diane Prevost's nieces for the first time speak from their heart about the painful journey that this has been. We all believe in miracles and we're not giving up. Diane, we're still searching for you. Hi everyone, and thank you for listening to my podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Um, I hope everyone is doing well. And we have with us today, Lise Nustek and Joanne Remyard and it's their little sister is Diane Prevost, and here's what happened. Diane Prevost went missing on September 17th, 1966 at Grundy Lake Provincial Park, Ontario, Canada. The Prevost family went camping, and what would be any family's worst nightmare actually happened, and little two-and-a-half-year-old Diane Prevost was taken. So I'm so sorry this happened, and um, Lisa, it's nice to have you back on. I know it's not It's a sad topic, but we're not giving up. And hopefully, hopefully someone will know something and come forward. And Joanne, thank you so much for coming on for the first time. And I know it must not be easy. Did you want to start off and just explain a little bit about that day? I guess, Joanne, you can start.
1: There was the four of us,
0: four kids, um,
1: and uh, with my grandparents and my parents and, um, my dad, I uh, wanted to go fishing. And um, so he fished with my brother Claude. Um, and um, myself, Joanne and my mom and Diane were playing in the sand on the shore. And um, Diane wanted to uh, go back to the trailer because she didn't like being near the water. She was afraid of the water. And mm-hmm. so she, she wanted to go back to the trailer and my dad says well just a minute because uh he was trying to unhook um the line was all tangled so he was just trying to get that untangled he says I'll just I'll bring you back in a minute and then he turned around and untangled the line and then when he looked back she was gone and my mom's and she asked my mom oh did you go bring her back and she said no did you and so then they started panicking and they went back to the our campground and uh, she wasn't there. My grandparents were in the camp at the time and I, uh, my um, my dad asked if she had came back and uh, they both said no. So that's when they started uh, looking for her
0: in the campground and that was the last they seen of her in 1966. Yeah, and she was two and a half years old at the time and um what was her clothing it was the red little jacket she had curly brown hair she weaves. i think she had like play plaid
1: uh, uh pants
0: mm-hmm.
1: sure i i don't remember
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i know you've told this story so many times and there's lots yeah. of articles out there but for people who haven't um if it's the first time them listening i just wanted to update them and so, so this coming September 17th, it, she would be 58 years old. Yes. And um, yeah, and her date of birth is January 2nd, 1964. And brown hair, brown eyes. I guess, um, I know your dad passed away. I'm really sorry about that. And he na- never gave up searching. I remember you saying he would, every year he would go back and search the campground. If you want to tell everybody about that. Yeah, so
1: every September he would um, go to the uh, OPP office on the way to uh, Grundy Park, and he would ask them every year if there was any new developments or if they've heard something, or and then he would uh, he would then go back to Grundy Park and just like look, you know, just trying to see if maybe something, maybe. The police had missed something or yeah. if he had missed something. So yeah, so every year it was the same thing. And I guess maybe at one point the police just said, I um I um we'll call you. So like don't come back type thing. <laughs> so he was like he just wouldn't give up. He just wanted them to uh, to tell him if if they had any new developments or something.
0: Of course, yeah. And I guess like Joanne, what has it been like? Like um knowing that she's out there somewhere and if you can let everybody know the pain that you know your family has felt through this well it's just not knowing what happened to her like if she's still
1: alive or did she have a good life or like what happened to her that's been a mystery all these years
0: like somebody has to know something
1: yeah yeah I believe that also
0: and what about you Lise
1: yeah the same thing it's like I know we always think about it and, and you know every birthday goes by so she's one year older and then every anniversary of when we lost her so it's been another year and um, I think every once in a while somebody would come forward and, and um, they would uh, say oh well I know someone or it could be her or there's a resemblance and then like at this point we I just tell them you know just contact the OPP and get your DNA tested. And then we'll talk after, you know, if it comes back positive, then like, wow, (laughs) then we'll suffer. But it's just like, every time there's someone that comes forward, it's like the letdown, you know, so the first few years, it was devastating, because it was like, I would tell everybody in the family, oh, it could be, it could be her. And then it was just a letdown that it wasn't
0: her yeah and that's emotionally exhausting for everybody even the one girl that I was in contact with you know she um messaged me through social media and, and she thought her mom was Diane Prevost and then through all the testing it came back it wasn't and I even thought you know her mom was and it gets it gets um even for me it was very emotional because I was like wow we, we finally found her we just got a you know, make sure the DNA comes back and it's a match. And I thought for sure it would. And when it didn't, I was so shocked because there's so much characteristics. I seen the same on the faces. Mm -hmm. So it is really, it is really hard. And I'm sure it's been very tough for your mom. Um, How is your mom doing, Claire? Good, good. She's doing good. She's she's going on. Yeah. Does she talk about Diane or is it hard for her?
1: It's still hard for her. It's like... I don't know. She doesn't talk too much about it because I think it's still raw. But of course, yeah. And, and for her too. Like at first, I would tell her that somebody came forward, but now it's like oh, I don't. I don't tell her because it's just devastating for her too. I mean, her. It's the the emotions are are more raw for her. I I just hope that. For her, that we do find her before she passes. I know I, I had said it before that we wanted to find her before my grandparents passed, and then before my father passed, and now there's the only one left, just my mother. You know, from all those years ago that was actually there. So it's um, it would be so much uh, joy for her to to know what
0: happened to her. Oh, I really hope that happens. I, I believe in miracles. And, um, you know, and so many do get found out there, and they do get reunited with their family. So especially with um, CeCe Moore, with the genetic genealogy, which is amazing. And I interviewed her. And one thing she said is make sure that the families have their DNA in all five data banks, not just the one. So there's that episode, um, everyone can listen to with CeCe Moore. And um, yeah, it was incredible, because a lot of people will just put their DNA with one data bank, it has to be in all five and then they can find matches and CC Mark explains everything perfectly. And I would love to have her on again, just to update stuff, but she just explained everything perfectly. Like I still scratch my head trying to figure out how do they do this? But it's incredible because every, every week it's headline news, you know, someone else has been identified or a killer has been identified or she's just incredible. So it was when I we confirmed the interview lease. I remember I was um, I went to the gym and I went swimming and I drove out of the parking lot and I had to stop and there was this bus whipping through and it's this huge bus and I messaged you about it and yeah. when I looked it's a big white bus and at the back it said Prevost P R E V O S T in yeah. black <laughs> letters and I was like what are the chances <laughs> like we just confirmed this interview right? Yeah. And then yeah. a few hours later I'm driving and, you know, I have to stop because the bus is going fast and I'm behind it and I'm looking and I'm like, wow. So I think that's a sign. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully a good sign. yes. Yeah. yeah. So if Diane could hear you, what would you want to say? Oh my God, it would be,
1: I don't know what I would be.
0: I'd probably be speechless. Um,
1: but it would, it would be so great for, uh, I think, I would tell her that my mom wants to see you Your our mom wants to see you um and i uh probably the whole family you know would be i um with we'd have a big huge party <laughs>
0: just yeah. introduce her to everybody and uh yeah yeah i know i see your your posts and the missing diane prevost site and stuff and how um you're always wishing her happy birthday and all the articles are there and yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad she still hasn't been located. And what about you, Joanne? What would you like to say if Diane could hear you now?
1: Well, she was just a little girl, little baby almost when we, last time we seen her. So it'd be a big shock to see a, a grown woman, I guess, to, yeah. to to today. like, But
2: we'd love to see her. Yeah, yeah what she looks like today.
0: Yeah, when I did the age progression way back, I age progressed her to 47 years old and she resembled um, you a lot, Joanne. And what else would you like to let everybody know?
1: If we have any clues or whatever or anything to contact the DNA and
0: try to get a DNA match. Yeah, I have the West Perry Sound OPP phone number here. It's 705-746-4225. And that's if anybody knows anything at all where Diane Prevost is or what happened to her, if you heard something and you never wanted to come forward because you didn't know if it was credible or not. Um, no tip is too small and it's important to come forward and say what you know, because you never know. Usually it's the smallest little tip can, mm-hmm. can break the case. And basically we don't know where she is. She's out there somewhere. And that's why I do the podcast to help find missing loved ones and and I remember when I had my book signing and Diane's, you know, stories in there and you you mm-hmm. all came from Sudbury. So yeah. it was so nice to see you all and I still have that picture of all of us together. Yeah. yeah. So, like you're a few years ago. Yeah. 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 2011. Yeah. But like such a beautiful family. And I remember in my speech I said something about Diane, finding Diane. But it's like you are a very nice family. And I and all the nice pictures, the group shots of all of you together. It always warms my heart and I know Diane's missing. Like, you know, I wish we can find There's her and a part of it missing. Yeah. And what let's let's speak about your dad. Um, what else would he do? I know he would go down there. So if we can like let people know more of what happened that day. It happened like late afternoon, and
1: uh he was terrified that I um that they wouldn't that we wouldn't find her before nightfall. So I know that he immediately contacted the police and they said, oh yeah, she's in the park. Don't worry about it. So um, they didn't really call in the search party until the next day. So that was, he was just like, devastated because he wanted her phone right away you know like within the next within the next few hours before nightfall because he just both both my parents like were terrified that she would have to spend the night alone in the woods and being so young you know like just just trying to find her you know before um before nightfall yeah before it got dark and um so the police I um didn't actually close the gates to the park until the next day, I believe. Yeah. Um, so my dad was very angry about that because people were still coming in and out of the park. Because Grandy Provincial Park is a huge park. And uh, they, they wanted the park locked down so in case she, somebody had taken her and, and uh, if the park was uh, locked, then at least they couldn't get out and she would still be in the park, but that didn't happen. And uh, so he was scared that she had already left the park by the next day when they did call in the, um, the search parties to, to look for her. Yeah, so he, he spent six months looking for her. He wouldn't, He just wouldn't give up. So yeah. six months that he spent in, in the provincial park looking
0: for her. And the hound dogs were there back then. They called them hound dogs, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they gritted the water. Am I correct? Yeah, I think he did it
1: twice yeah. because they thought she had drowned, but she was afraid of the water. So my dad said, kept saying no. She wouldn't go near the water because she was scared of the water.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Um, it was GTA's Most Wanted that interviewed us, and I was um, watching that today, and I was just thinking, wow, f- from Back then till now, we still don't have any answers. Yeah, people came forward and, you know, it's good they came forward and, you know, they believed they were her, but we still haven't found her. It's just sad still to today. We still don't know what really happened. We don't know where she is. Like, does she have a family? Does she know she was taken? Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, it, and today too, the, the technology is so much different. you know there was no technology back then, so it wasn't like they could uh, yeah, put her picture all over uh, yeah, in, in seconds, you know and uh, today there's like yeah. never oh, alerts. There was not anything like that back then and which is like sad because maybe we would have had a chance of finding her if we had more technology back then. so yeah
0: which makes it harder today to try and find her. It does make it, it it is very difficult, but again, um, you know, we we don't give up. We're going to try everything we can. And we have listeners in 95 countries and with social media, I'll be posting everything everywhere and then sharing Mm -hmm. it, tagging you. And we'll just start getting it, getting her case back live, you know, all over. And then hopefully, like, hopefully someone will come forward. Yes. Yes. Maybe even her. (laughs) please yeah. yeah
1: and thank you diana for doing this for us you know you're always there and you've always helped us through the years and and uh, we really appreciate yes. it yes we're so thankful to have somebody with your knowledge and your experience to to help us uh, um through Mage this proge-
2: progression and try yeah. to get her picture out there
0: yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And you you your family has been in my heart and little Diane, it's like like I said, I always wondered like what really happened and where is she and she is in my first book faceless voiceless and then again, we just like someone has to know something. That's yeah, what I think.
1: But it has to know something.
0: So is there anything else you would like to say? Mm -hmm. What about your children? How do they feel knowing that they have an aunt who's missing? Do they ask a lot of questions? Do they search on the internet sometimes? Yeah. They
1: they go through the internet and ask people to help to share
0: and try to help us find her. Is that your daughter, Joanne, that's always sharing?
2: Roxanne,
1: yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what how does she feel? What does she say?
2: She wants people to share it and see if anybody knows anything to come forward and try to help us figure out
1: what
0: happened to her. So what else, what else can we do? What else would you like everyone to do besides sharing? Maybe if we can get um, a new you know, missing person poster, and then ask everyone if they can share it, and even maybe print off the JPEG, and then just start, because not everybody's on the internet. I know a lot of people are, but then there's a lot who aren't, and maybe we can just put posters up all over. And I know probably like, our our children
1: are more tech savvy than us, so I'm sure they could (laughs) probably uh, do other things. Yeah, Uh, like, so they are probably on on social more social uh networking than we are so i know like there's twitter and then there's uh, uh yes. instagram and and
0: tiktok and yeah tiktok yeah yeah i wanted to have your mom on too but it probably would be really hard for her to speak yes yeah <laughs> yeah she's
1: pretty shy and she uh yeah it's pretty emotional for her yeah you yeah,
0: know even after all these years uh Again, if anyone knows anything at all about what happened to little Diane Prevost, well, she's not little anymore, but I keep picturing the little one too. just like Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so do we. We yeah. just think of as little, yeah.
0: Yeah, so little or precious, beautiful Diane Prevost. She'd be 58 years old now. And um, again, her birthday is January 2nd, 1964. And the Prevost family has never given up on hope that hopefully one day they will find her and be reunited um they're a loving family they miss her they they need her to complete the family and um maybe your dad you know can help some some way up there you know maybe he's looking yeah. down and thinking maybe that's what the sign was with the bus with prevos, because I've never seen that <laughs> like for sure yeah 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 I believe Just in signs words. and stuff yeah watching over us and then and then, um thinking okay it's it's time let's 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 bring Diane Prerose home,, <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah, so thank you so much, Lise and Joanne, for being on the podcast, and hopefully, um yeah, we'll get together soon and maybe go for a coffee and and mm-hmm. hopefully, you never know we can have a be reunited with Diane like again, I believe in miracles, and I'm holding on to this one, so let's let's hope something good comes. so thank you so much for being on the thank podcast. You. And thank you and, Diana for doing this of course from my heart and thank you both for being new. you're both amazing so have a great day okay thank you thank Bye. you bye-bye hi my next guest is Jocelyn and she's Lisa's daughter so her aunt is missing Diane Prevost and um, thank you so much for being on the podcast and it's the first time that we're speaking and how are you doing today
3: Very good, and I
0: really appreciate the opportunity to be included in this. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it's important to have you speak, and from your heart, what has it been like growing up hearing stories of your mom's sister, Diane, being abducted many years ago?
3: Um, When we learned, we were still fairly young, uh, me and my cousins, and I remember we were just really sad that, you know, we had an aunt out there that we just... We didn't know that. We didn't have the opportunity to know. So it was really upsetting back when we were young. Um, And then as we got older, we kind of seen it differently because we realized why Mike Papare was very protective over us and had his rules in place because he didn't want anything happening to us. So it was really different when we were young as opposed to when we got older and we seen, you know, what how they were affected by everything.
0: Yeah, and um, and that's your grandfather? Yes. Yeah, I've heard so much about your grandmother and grandfather and how he kept going back every year searching for her and going to the OPP and stuff. Um, yeah, if you want to tell a few stories about that, like what was your grandfather like and how it affected him and what were the the rules or how was he really protective of all of you? Like
3: they had a uh, property on the water. So during the summer, me and my cousins, we spent a lot of time there. So we would go swimming, fishing and boating, all that. Um, my prepare was always there with us. So um, when we were young, to us you know the rules and the boundaries were very different than when we got older and realized why he had those there Mm -hmm. um but he never he always wanted to know where we were he always wanted to make sure we had our life jackets on uh he was just he he was very protective over us and like I guess strict with how we would do things and back then we didn't you know we were kids so we didn't comprehend why he was being that way but once we got older we realized you know that's why he was doing that was because he lost his daughter and he didn't want anything happening to us mm-hmm. and I'm a mom now too so I really get it and I I think differently because of what's happened to our family that I I think of those things a lot more because mm-hmm. it to us you know like we have the experience I know how it affected our family so I don't want those things to happen so I find I take a lot more preventative measures where I do I'm more strict with my children and more watchful over them mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely changed how we all you know act and our rules and how we watch our own children but it was hard once I realized what happened and you know how hard it was on him And as a parent, I understand it
0: now more than I did back then. Yeah, I remember seeing the the big family portraits of everyone when your grandfather was still alive. And I was like hoping and, you know, praying. I'm spiritual and I pray everything. And I was just hoping Diane would be located so she can be in that family portrait again with everyone together. Because your mom always had them on the Missing Diane website and the Facebook page and stuff. Yes,
3: Yeah, I know One thing I think we were all hoping once my car got sick that we really, really hoped that he could have some closure before he passed. And I know he did as well, because it's really hard not having that closure, you know, not knowing where she is or what happened to her. And I, I think that was very upsetting for a lot of us because we know he wanted it so bad, but he couldn't get it before
0: he passed, sadly. Yeah, it is really sad. I remember Lise explaining that. Um, she was really good at, you know, going through the whole story with all the facts. And, and then I met them all. I met, um, your uncle and your aunts and they came down to the book signing I had in 2010. And so it was so nice to see them all. And I remember in my speech, I said, you know, I'll never stop helping you search for Diane and we're really hoping we're going to find her. And, and I believe she's out there. I do. I can, I feel that.
3: Yeah, no, I know my mom has done like a lot of the psychics and she's gone to see Jane here in town. She's done a few of them. And so it's kind of given us hope that they still believe she's here. So it helps us to believe she is as well. And we do hope that one day we will find her because I mean, it's been so long,
0: right? We, yeah.
3: You can't give up hope.
0: No, no, you can't. Hope is huge. Um, So what were the holidays like? Were they tough? Like her, Diane's birthday and Christmas and stuff? Because I know everyone would get together.
3: It was hard because we never, we wanted her there. She, you know, it just always made us wonder what it would be like if she had children of her own, you know, if we had cousins out there, what were they like? Would she, uh, did she have boys, girls? And we just never had the opportunity to meet any of them so it, it's it's upsetting because we just we'd never got that chance to meet them, and it would have been who knows what it would have been like had they actually been around, yeah, it's stuff we always thought about when we got together, you know it's how would they have been different if they were here, and you know what kind of relationship would we have had and all that so it was it was upsetting, but I mean we're always a happy family, too. So we didn't let that get to us too too much. Like, we loved our family get togethers. My paper loved his fish fries during the summer. <laughs> that a big thing we always did. Um, but yeah, since he's passed, we haven't done them as much. But we definitely loved our get togethers. That so yeah. was one thing I miss a whole lot.
0: And I think he'd be so proud of you for doing this interview and continuing with the search. You know, I think that would mean a lot to him. I hope so. We miss him very much. Yeah, he seems like he has such a nice gentle face, nice eyes. I can tell a lot about a person when I look at their picture, and you can tell. Very nice person. Same with your grandma. Um, so if Diane can hear you now, what would you like to say to her, your aunt?
3: <laughs> um, I would say that we... Have missed her tremendously throughout the years. And we have never stopped thinking about her and hoping that she is in good health, that she's happy, that she's had hopefully a normal life and, you know, been able to do the things that she's wanted to do. And that we do hope one day that she does hear this so that we can all be reunited and have big family get togethers again with her.
0: Yeah, that would be beautiful. Um, what does your gut tell you? What do you what do you think happened? I don't
3: know. It's hard to think about. Um, I know there's a lot of stories and everything. Because we went to Grundy Lake when they did uh, the dog search. Yeah. Back. This was in 2010, I believe, or 2009. Um, and they never found anything then either. So I don't believe that like she died that day or anything, I think she is still out there and somebody took her. And I am just hoping that she was given to a family that took good care of her. She was treated very good. I I, I guess that's kind of what I want to believe, because I'm very hopeful that she did still live a very good life.
0: You're amazing. I can tell you're a really special person how you talk. And when you said that, I had shivers through my body. When you said you hope somebody, whoever took her, gave her a good life, and da da da, I I had like shivers go through me, and I hope so too because I I have a feeling she was taken, and and I hope she did have a good life, and I hope she will be reunited with all of you because that's where she belongs. Yes, you know, and we can't give up on hope. You never know what tomorrow brings, and I do believe in miracles. Yes, we all do. We we
3: greatly want to meet her, and I've explained it to my children too. They know who she is. Nice. my daughter as well, when she was little, a lot of people said she looks a lot like that's So, you know, it's those memories and everything and it means a lot to me too.
0: So I really hope my kids get to meet her as well. Oh, I hope so too. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and come on the podcast. And is there anything that you'd like to end with?
3: Uh, Well, I thank you so much for allowing me to be on here. Um, I thank you as well for helping everything that you've done for our family and that was just has been amazing. And I know it's been a lot of
0: help as well. So I appreciate everything you have done. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. And I appreciate you and your heart. And I'm sure you're an amazing mom, I can tell. And I think your grandfather's proud of you for taking the time to search for Diane. So thank you so much. And um, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi, my next guest is Roxanne, and Roxanne's mom is Joanne, which is Missing Diane Prevost's sister. So thank you so much, Roxanne, for being on the podcast and for being involved in the search for your missing aunt. How are you today? I'm well. Great. Um, so I guess let's start off, um, what was it like for you growing up hearing stories about your aunt missing, being abducted many years ago?
2: Um, it was... <sighs> I want to say traumatic almost, Um, you know, as a young kid, you don't think those things ever happen, especially in the small town we grew up in, but, you know, it was a big eye opener. It was, you know, you could see how it affected, you know, my mom, my grandma, my aunt, how much it hurt them and that they've really been through something awful that nobody should ever have to go through.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, um, and Diane looks a lot like your mom. She does, which like, we didn't realize until we had the sketch done. We just thought, wow. <laughs> I know the age progression. I was like, wow, she ends up looking a lot like Joanne. Um, so what was it like through the holidays and birthdays and Christmas? Because I know your grandfather, I was like speaking to Jocelyn about this, how your grandfather would always go back to OPP and always go back to the park searching every year. And I remember all the stories that Lise would say. And when we were on GTA's Most Wanted, you know, we were recorded for that and, so what well, what was the holidays like? Was there always like a void inside when you would look at your grandparents or your mom? Yeah,
2: we're a kind of family that gets together quite often. I mean, we're a very close families. So we always had, you know, Christmas was a big thing. We all got together and everybody was there. And it just felt like there's a part missing, right? Like it was like there's a whole other little family that could be here that, you know, is out there somewhere that, you know, they're not having these experiences with us, which really sucked because for me I was close with all my cousins and it was like we have maybe another set of cousins we don't even know who could be here and enjoy these moments with us that I remember thinking that often
0: yeah I agree I agree and you never know what tomorrow will bring I'm someone who strongly believes in miracles and I always felt um she was abducted in my gut I've always felt that I know your family did also what do you think happened to her
2: Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, from what I feel, I I honestly feel as well that somebody took her. I feel she was abducted, but I mean, we don't
0: have those answers. That's a big part of the struggle as well, right? Yeah, since 1966, it's a long time. Yeah. Um, Has anyone ever contacted your family claiming to know what happened or to know where she is? I know people would come forward saying that they were her and they weren't, but... Yeah,
2: not that I know of. I don't think anybody's ever really, you know, said that they thought they knew what happened or saw something. I mean, it'd be great if anybody came forward. You never know those small details that might seem insignificant to so one person can mean the world to solving something like this. But no, not, not anything that I'm aware of that's ever been mentioned.
0: Yeah. And, and how often do you think of your aunt, Diane? Uh, probably every day. Oh. So, if if she can hear you right now, what would you want to say to her? Um, oh boy, um, just that you know
2: we we always we think of her all the time, and that uh, we hope she is having a great life, and that uh, hopefully we don't have to live apart for much longer, and we can be part of each other's lives. I mean, it'd be great to to have that piece of the puzzle that's been missing finally be added, and feel like our family is is whole again
0: yeah yeah you sound like you know you're a great and caring person I can tell and I see your posts always on Facebook and like I'm sure your grandfather and your grandmother are really happy that you know you're taking part of the search and coming on the podcast because I know it's not easy to talk about something that's so painful Um, if someone knows what happened to Diane what would you like to say to them just
2: tell somebody come forward it makes a huge difference in our lives I mean I think of my grandma who, you know, has been going through this for her entire life without answers and, you know, it affects her today. She still, she doesn't sleep well. She, you know, those things live with you forever. So, you know, she, so that person has an opportunity to um, come forward and honestly change somebody's life
0: yeah. or
2: multiple people's lives. It, it affects our entire family a lot more than you might realize.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've seen, like, I've been involved in 240 law enforcement cold cases with age progressions, or whether it's putting faces on um, skulls and stuff like, and then so many families I've got to know through the years and witness their, it, it's like mental torture, what they've gone through and what they're going through, the not knowing is the worst part. Like, exactly. are they, yeah, are they alive? Or are they not? Why, if someone knows something, why aren't they coming forward? And even if someone you know, doesn't want to come forward, there's crime stoppers, there's ways you yep. can get a message out, because there's nothing worse than the not knowing people need exactly. to know, yeah, what happened to your brain
2: opponent. kind of tends to go to the, the worst place possible, probably. So I mean, if you at least know some of the details, it eliminates your brain venturing down those, you know, dark places too. So
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, and you never know, like I said, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. And um, we have listeners you know, all over the world. And we're hoping something will will break sooner or later and, and we can locate, you know, your aunt and, and bring her home. Is there anything you would like to end with? Um, just, yeah, if you, if you know anything, you have
2: any memories from that weekend or anything you've been told, come forward because
0: it could really change everything for my family. And we would really like that. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. So again, you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. And like I said, I can feel like your grandfather is smiling up there, looking down, saying, "Thank you, Roxanne," and you know, just for for being part of this. So together yeah, as well, a team, I believe miracles can happen.
2: I know that he never stopped looking, so we're not going to stop either. So this yeah. carries on through our generation
0: too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great heart. So thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Can I help find your missing loved one? Have a great day. I wish you all the best. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can be a, the reason why a missing loved one returns home like Diane Prevost, or a homicide gets solved. Thank you and try and have a good day, Roxanne.
2: Thanks. you to Take care. Okay, bye Bye bye.
1: Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkov. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.